Blog Talk Radio. You want to see my girl? I ain't that dumb. You want to see my girl? Check Maxim. Man, why does every black actor got a rat some? I don't know. All I know is I'm the best one. It's a bonfire. Turn the lights out. I'm burning everything you mug to talk about. It's a bonfire. Turn the lights out. I'm burning everything you mug to talk about. You know these rapper dudes talk, talk, start killing. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Oh my cousin, now he can't even think straight. Black and white music, now that's a Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this extra special August 28th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Horseshoe Casino in Elizabeth, Indiana. Support for the show is also provided in part by DirecTV, who wants to remind you not to be those other fantasy football podcast hosts who have cable. Get NFL Sunday ticket only on DirecTV. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or go to DirecTV.com for more details. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Gerzak and Addicts. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the Dizzle Dave Gerzak. Tonight we are broadcasting live from the glorious Horseshoe Casino just outside Louisville for the 13th annual Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. We will hopefully talk to some of the players already milling about here tonight, and we will announce our 2015 Ascendant. Dave, it is a big night and I, I got to tell you, you really saved the day tonight. The, the problem is, is I didn't tweet out that, you know, the show link uh, until much later, which I did earlier today, but I just tweeted out. Literally, when I signed on, uh, we had 17 seconds to air and because we're connected to your jetpack right now. No one pays attention to Twitter, Valky. There, there was uh, some connection issues, uh, security issues that the Horseshoe Casino took. So the way that I connected, which was totally covertly and possibly illegal the last three years, um, they do not allow it anymore. So we were frantically working here to try to get us connected, thanks to Farrell Elliott, the Horseshoe staff, and, of course, Jesse Bumstead, who's also a KFFSC player, worked very hard to try to get this uh, connection going tonight. Much obliged, gentlemen. Um, so right now we don't have everybody in the chat room, so I don't know if it's broadcasting, but I'm hoping that it is right now. It sounds good on our end. Uh, so hopefully we can get some people in there and they can tell us whether it, it, it sounds good uh, or not. Well, it's, uh, it's tough to get live chatters when you're it's so early in the evening for for, for our normal yeah, show. Yeah, that's the thing is we're 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 on an hour earlier tonight because an we hour. have or two hours earlier. Three, three hours. Three hours earlier. Dude, I'm all you? screwed up. I I stayed we're up Eastern time. Now. I was working on the FFPC stuff real late last night, commissioning drafts. I'm just all out of sorts. So what we're doing well, plus is plus you didn't eat anything today. You were walking. No. How I, many steps do you have right now? Only thirteen thousand. I, Dude, I, that's I a lot of stuff. Months. That was like five miles. I went on the fitness trail outside the Horseshoe Casino. That was a lot of fun. Was it? Did you do the like the? Did you like the push ups? No, no, I didn't crap? stop and do that. I actually like, just hang out in the walked. sandbox. No, no, I didn't. I monkey? Do they have monkey bars? Uh, they have a form of it. They had some rings out there. There's a push-up machine <laughs> yeah, sort of it, it, apparatus. You walk like a couple hundred yards, and then there's always some sort of weird crap. Yeah, it's, it was very bizarre, but it was cool. I, I listened to some podcasts while I was out there while you guys were stuffing your faces at the buffet. And uh, I feel I feel good, man. Buffet was good, Balky. The crab was pretty good, and then I had uh, ice cream dessert. I know it's seafood night. I brought my Cliff Crunch bar and my kale uh, pouch that I'm going to pound. Sounds as as disgusting. Well, you know, it's it's all about nutrients. And then I'm going to pile on some bourbon after that. Well, I'm going to pile on some auction trouncing of your team tonight. Yeah. As myself and Leroy, the real Leroy, come back as the returning champs in the Kentucky auction. What, what's going on right now at the casino is the KFFSC Keeper League is drafting right now and immediately following that at 8 o'clock Eastern time is the Auction League and Dave uh, and I have won this league together before and then we had a schism and now you draft with Leroy <laughs> and auction, I, I auction, yeah. And you, uh, you bid with Leroy and I bid with our good why, friend Kurt. All you guys why, are why the defending we... champs. Why did we split up? I forgot. I just made. I, I think those guys were whining too much because they were no, so bad. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like I just made the comment that I thought that me and Kurt would destroy you. Oh yeah. And that's what it was. And you know what? The first year, Kurt and I did win it together. You did. And then uh, the next year, no one won it. And now you guys won well, it this past year. <laughs> no one won it. Well, I mean, nobody, nobody from Wisconsin won it. <laughs> Speaking of Wisconsin, Tupacker might join us uh, later on tonight. He's here, and he's actually going to be in the auction tonight as well. Uh, we'll see if we can get any of the other players that are milling about. What? 
He's like laying on the couch. Yeah, he, with two packers just passed out right now. He's already laying on the couch. Way too early in the evening. Shout out to uh, the chat room right now. Nobody's in it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HSFFOR, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak, Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, 347 That's 347 Game Over. And the FedEx inbox is High Stakes Fantasy Football at gmail.com. If you have any questions, send them there. But full disclosure, we are producer list tonight. So the odds of you sending an email now and me reading it on the air are slim and none, and slim just left town. Uh, before we get to uh, the rundown, I want to remind everybody that you can still sign up for your FFPC main event uh, draft slots and get them on Labor Day weekend. Check that out at myffpc.com. And we have a ton of football guys drafts going on this weekend, Dave. I think we were... We have three open tonight, Bulky. We yep. have an 11, or we have a 10 p.m. Eastern, an 11 p.m. Eastern, and a midnight draft. So 10, 11, and midnight spots open in all of them. We're probably going to have, I don't know, what would you say, like 50-plus drafts go off this weekend? Yeah, if you include today, like 50-plus. I mean, we have drafts starting tomorrow at 10 a.m., Sunday morning, 10 a.m., and going all the way to midnight. So literally all day long. Yeah, 10 a.m. to midnight, there is a spot for you. You can draft all day if you want. And I will say this, too. You know, I I know last year we said, oh, it might be a sellout. It might be a sellout. Well, those announcements were made very late in the game. This year, the NFL draft starts – or, excuse me, the NFL season starts a little bit later, so we had some extra time. And it is pacing towards the sellout. We are, I mean, comfortably ahead of where we were at this point last year, right, Dave? Uh, yeah, we are uh, up almost 30 drafts. And, I mean, 36 more drafts means a sellout. So yeah. we're already getting pretty close. Right. And, and so, I mean, the urgency is real. I'm not just saying this like, you know, hey, sign up and play today so we can get more drafts out. That's not the case. Like, I mean, if you do wait to the last minute, last year that probably worked for you. But this year, I don't know if it's going to. So be sure and uh, sign up at myffpc.com today. I uh, want to thank Draft Sharks football guys and Roto World for tonight's rundown. Without further ado, Dave, here six minutes into the show. This is sort of our normal pace. Uh, yeah, we're finally getting to fine. the fantasy news. NFL.com's Ian Rappaport reports that Martavis Bryant four-game suspension is for multiple failed marijuana tests. His appeal is actually already in the later stages. Uh, You know, Marcus Wheaton's probably going to be the starter there in Pittsburgh, but Martavis Bryant still has that touchdown upside, still that big play possibility. Where are you drafting him in Kentucky this weekend? Because, you know, where I'm seeing him going FFPC drafts, he's falling to like the seventh round, eighth round. I mean, essentially the first third of your FFPC main event or football guy season, regular season? You know, before the uh, suspension bulk, you really even interested in we, uh, in uh, Bryant in, like, the seventh or eighth round. And if that's where he's going now after the suspension, I'm still obviously not interested in him. I wouldn't even draft him until, like, the 12th or 13th, maybe. Perhaps. I have no, I really almost no interest in him at all. Perhaps I buried the lead. Marcus Wheaton, going to fly up draft boards this weekend, my friend. Number two receiving option in a – well, number two wide receiver – in a bona fide elite passing offense in the NFL, I think Wheaton could be really sneaky. Let me let me ask you though. He did he move? I, I did a draft last night. He was like a ninth round pick. When did he? When's he been going now? Well, I think that's considered. I mean, he was like a thirteenth, fourteenth rounder before. Okay. So but so I mean, you know, all right. I mean, you get him in the ninth round right now. Yeah, so I mean, like he's not flying up. To, I mean, he's moved up, but yeah. I don't know four rounds. You know, based on the suspension, that's no, it is. I guess. And he could be. The other thing too. Do, do we have any NFL games? tonight or are they all tomorrow and Sunday? Um, I think there are some tonight. Let me just check. You know, I think because the thing is, if Marcus Wheaton starts, if he makes a few plays, because he's already been talked up by Ben Roethlisberger, by the other Steelers there, he's already been talked up as a big-time breakout this year. And if, if he actually makes some plays this weekend, then you could really, I mean, we're talking like seventh round uh, for Marcus Wheaton going off the board, especially in a format like this uh, with, uh, with Kentucky where you do have to draft a lot of receivers. He could really be pushed up. Three games tonight, folks. Who, who's playing tonight? Can you we tell have me? New England and Carolina starting in 21 minutes. Okay. Detroit and Jacksonville, uh, a little bit close to an hour, a little bit less than an hour. And uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. So it won't no, wait, wait, uh, Tennessee and uh, Kansas City. Oh, okay. So Pittsburgh and Buffalo play tomorrow. Pay attention to Marcus Wheaton, uh, especially if you're drafting this weekend, people. If he makes some big plays, he's going to shoot up boards. I'll tell you a guy who's falling a little bit, but not as much as you'd think. Uh, according to Denver Post, Troy E. Rank, Emmanuel Sanders, not going to play tomorrow. Uh, it's their third preseason game against the Niners uh, tomorrow. No Sanders. Cody Latimer is going to be starting for him uh, on the other side of Demarius Thomas. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Dave, actually has not practiced in more than three weeks. We talked a little bit about this on the way down to Kentucky today. I'm concerned. You, you think they're more just kind of resting him, taking it easy. Yes, I think they're resting him. 
And and you are, I mean, you would not, if you're going to take him in the third round before, like if he was healthy, you'd take him in the third round now. Yeah, I would, I would feel fairly comfortable taking him in a similar spot as where I would have taken him before. I'm not that worried about his hamstring. The other, I mean, yeah, I mean, so the I'm a little bit more worried about you uh, than the... About uh, me? I'm, My I'm hamstring more, is fine. Is it really? Okay, yeah, it I, just, I just saw you rubbing it before, so I, was, I wasn't sure. I was sitting in the car all day, and my hamstring was a little bit there, tight. You're going to have the massage girl come in here tonight. I'm going to tell her to rub my hamstring. Yeah. We'll have to ask Farrell if she's actually coming this year. Maybe my quadris, like my inner quadricep area. That, that's where it's sore? That's where it's going to be sore later. All right. Anyway. <laughs> the thing that also scared me about Emmanuel Sanders this year is just, I mean, even his low expectations of him being able to relive that big season he had last year. He's talking about, like, you know, maybe I get 1,000. That's the goal, 1,000 receiving yards, maybe, like, 70 catches. To me, I think Latimer takes a step forward. Latimer I think to, sucks. I think to, I, he does not suck. And I think Demarius Thomas is going to be an absolute beast this year. So what about all those top, uh, Julius Thomas targets? They all go to Owen Daniels and Virgil Green? Maybe they disappear, and C.J. Anderson is the beneficiary of a heavier workload. Well, that's the rumor with Kubiak. So. Yeah. So, Next. But, <laughs> We've Just, talked about this crap for a while now. Well, listen, this is our last show before the FFPC main events. This is the last time people are going to hear our voices talking about this. I know. It's so sad. Yeah, I'll tell you a guy that we have not talked a lot about. We talked about him on the way down today, and it's a guy you're concerned about. Uh, but Julian Edelman has an unknown return date right now, according to Jeff Howe from the or Jeff Howe, excuse me, from the Boston Herald. Hasn't uh, taken part in team drills since August 2nd, which is when he suffered the ankle injury. He didn't say that he'll be ready to play uh, on that opening Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. Edelman said, ask Bill. We're taking it day by day. I think I'm 10 seconds better than the last 10 seconds. Are you 10 seconds better than you were 10 seconds ago? I'm a little worse. Really? Yeah. Quadricep? Yeah. We need that massage girl coming in. I need a, I need a, Meyer to give me a drink is what I need. Yeah. Well, I, need, I need to start off the night. Yeah. I, okay. So let's get back and, and talk about Julian Edelman. You said you're not touching him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching him probably. I mean, Are, he's still going in like the fourth. Yeah, end of the fourth, I would say. Maybe early fifth in some cases. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, he's a fine player, but he's not like a super crazy elite talent. You have the Brady uncertainty still a little bit. Um, I'm just not, I don't want to take a guy like him who I just, with, and the way they play injuries over there, it's, it's such a cat-and-mouse game. Yeah. I just don't want to get involved with it. Well, you know, he's not the only injured receiver. You know, Brandon LaFell is out of the walking boot, but he hasn't practiced yet. So much that they gave Reggie Wayne a contract that it could be worth up to $3 million. Still, everyone focuses on the LaFell thing with the Reggie Wayne signing. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of Edelman involved in that as well. I mean, you have to consider that with Wayne signing, that's not necessarily a good sign for Edelman either. No, it, it definitely is not. And you can't really bump Gronk up your boards at all. You can't, can't get much higher. Yeah, but Reggie Wayne and Danny Amendola, are they intriguing to you later on, 14th, 15th round? Yeah, I'm concerned that Wayne has nothing left. So, I mean, Amendola a little bit later. Uh, you know, he's also a guy who's always hurt. So, you know, it, just like with Patriots running backs, just staying away is not necessarily a bad idea. You look at Gronk and you can look at Brady as a value later on. I wouldn't have a problem with just doing that. It's not that big of a deal across the team's like offensive players off the board because they're just not fantasy contributors or you can't trust them or they're overvalued. Is the, Can you ever remember uh, an offense as high-powered as New England is with literally almost no desirable fantasy options? Yeah, I know. It's, like, frustrating. It's like, come on, Belichick. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to draft Edelman. Amendola is, you know, whatever. I mean, some people want to draft Edelman, and that's fine. I just don't personally care to. In that area, there's other guys I'm interested in. I mean, the running backs, Garoppolo. Yeah. Tom Brady, I think, is going to be on a pretty good number of my teams this I like, weekend. Yeah, I like Brady as a value player. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But seriously, I'm we're both down at New England receivers and running backs. The defending Super Bowl champs, Dave. Andre Williams could move up to the starting running back role. This, according to Dan Graziano from ESPNNewYork.com. Of course, Rashad Jennings is holding that uh, position right now as the lead back for the Giants. But Andre Williams has been working on his pass catching. He studied Le'Veon Bell's patience with the ball. The Giants want to be fast-paced this year. Williams really isn't that type of back. He's more of like a two-down, three-yards-in-a-cloud-of-dust type guy. But, you know, Bob Butterfield, who is here, I think he's actually in here tonight, the host yeah, of the... Yeah, I was talking to him earlier. Oh, okay. He's the host of the All-Purpose Roto Show. Of course, you heard his voice. how I really like... He really liked my presence on the show. Yeah, well, listen, everybody says that. <laughs> it's your presence in my show. Ah, that's right, Falky. <laughs> um, so... So the other thing is uh, with Bob Butterfield, he, I mean, he's been on the show a couple of times. He was actually in these early DEs, the FFPC, drafting Tom Brady in a bunch of them. And he also drafted Andre Williams in a bunch super, super late because he thought that's where the value was. And honestly, 
I might be targeting Andre Williams as we get to the ninth and 10th rounds because I think I can get him there. And I don't think that he's, um, I think that the upside of picking him there with the other running backs that are going there, I think that he stands to, to be a pretty valuable piece. Andre Williams is going in the ninth and 10th round. No, I'm saying that's where I would start looking at him. Oh, I wouldn't. You know, Bishop Sankey is a starting running back, and he goes in the ninth round. <laughs> yeah, and I like Andre Williams better than Bishop Sankey. That's a totally stupid thing to think. Well, I totally disagree with that. I don't know why you think it's stupid. Because, okay, that. just, just for that. Sankey's a starting running back. Yeah. Williams is the number three back in, in New York. I mean, uh, I, don't care right what, now, I don't care what else you think. I'll tell, and I'll tell you this. I would draft David Cobb over Bishop Sankey. Well, I think that's another mistake. Well, the beat writers that are covering the team that are watching him practice every day are not saying they're they're agreeing with me in Cobb versus. Well, Sankey. the coaching staff is agreeing with themselves and putting another player first. Okay, but we all know the decision making that that coaching staff has had over the years, and it's not been good. They or, have not made over the years. How long have they been there? Well, like whatever. The second year. I mean, even before Tennessee. <laughs> but you listen. When when I put I, it on, put it on, listen. You can go back and listen to every episode of this show. You have never said one good word about Ken Wisenhunt, ever. No, I, I agree. I don't in, like him. In fact, I think the most positive comment you've ever said about him is, he's crazy. He is kind of crazy. <laughs> that's just not, I mean, so, I mean, that's why it's hard for me to get excited. And listen, it's not like I like Sankey or Cobb uh, this year. But I do like Sankey, and I've, I've told you that. I still like oh, him. I'm going to take him. Come on, man. He looked good last week. We, he, we he had good blocking. Hold on, hold on. How old were his stats last week? He looked good. Uh, he did. He had a good week last week. Okay. I'm willing to... He's super insanely cheap. He's effectively almost free. He's a ninth-round well, pick. That's a ninth-round pick is not free. Okay, for a starting running back in the NFL... For a starting you, running back, that's very, very good value. You take him, if he sucks, who cares? It's not, you're not going to ruin your team by doing it. Well, you could hurt it. So, okay... <laughs> So let's 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 make an I got five on it here, man. All right. So how do you want to do this? Did Bishop Sankey think he keeps his job for the year? Or no, 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 no. I want to talk fantasy production. Do you want to do points or like he finishes as a top blank running back? Um, top thirty. I was thinking twenty five. So I mean, we can do top twenty or top thirty. It's fine by me. Sure, top thirty. Okay, so I say Bishop Sankey will not be a top thirty running back this year. And I got I five on it. Bishop Sankey will be a top thirty running back this year, and I got five on it. I think that's the first time I've ever said it, correct? Hold on. It's not playing. I got five. Oh, hold on. I got to play the lo fi. <laughs> I got to play the lo fi. Here we go. I got five. You know, we, we lose our producer. We lose every single element that's good about this show. There's different fives? Yeah, I had, I, we uploaded some lo fi files because Blog Talk Radio had a bunch of problems with their high def studio, so they effectively revoked it. So we had to go back to they, the they revoked Stone their own Ages. Studio. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Six for 45 last week, Sankey. Yeah. If Listen, if you want to make this decision based on that one what? preseason game. I'm just saying he actually showed something. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I, listen, we we made the bet. We'll see what happens. I am not. Hey, Ron Meyer's coming Sankey. over with drinks. We should put him on the air. Is, is Tupacker going to come Meyer, on the air here? Meyer, you coming on the air? Meyer, we got a chair right here for you. Do you want to sit down and chat? Yeah, i got a drink here for you, too. All right, thanks. Oh, Mike. is that mine? Yeah. What is it? Hey, don't worry about it. You'll like it. Oh, well, All perfect. right, have a seat. Do you want to sit down and chat here? Sure. What are we talking about? Uh, fantasy football. Uh, first, I'll welcome former co-host onto the show, former guest of the show, Ron Tupacker Meyer, is uh, drafting tonight in Kentucky in the auction. He's going to be drafting all weekend in the main event. Does they, he need headphones? No, he doesn't, because he doesn't need to hear production. Now, we Meyer's, can hear his voice. Meyer's in the auction, and he's, he's not part of the, well, I won't say what we call teams of two players, because it's not part of God, how much? That's, is that bourbon? Yeah, Meyer's competing against you, Bulky. He's trying to get you liquored up. Yeah, I guess. There's probably absinthe in there. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is, but we just, I hope nobody has any matches or, or, uh, or a lighter. <laughs> Plus, I'm trying to get you sick. Because yeah, my, we, myself we, and Leroy, then Meyer's by himself, yep. and you two, yep. you and Kurt. Yeah. So, Meyer, you're, you're flying solo. Who do you like tonight in the auction? Yeah, I, I would say, like, what's, what's your strategy? I mean, are you going to be nominating players that you don't like? Because, full disclosure, I'll be nominating players that I, I really don't want. And just get some of that money off the board, which is sort of my strategy every year. What do you I'm think? I'm take the best player available. Best player for available. The dollar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last year I blew my wad sixty bucks on AP, and I'm not going to go that route oh, again. Oh yeah, year. that was rough. And and my Monte ball pick, Kurt, let me know all about how <laughs> terrible that was on the way down. So I mean, it's going to be a fun auction. One of the players. Then the next thing on the sheet that I wanted to talk about is uh, Devin Funches. We, we talked about sort of the fallout from Kelvin Benjamin. I'm going to lose $5 to Dave because of Kelvin Benjamin this year tearing his ACL. Um, and uh, Dave's boy, Devin Funches, going to be playing the Benjamin role. 
Ron, are, he scores in bunches. Yeah, he does score in bunches. Ron, are you excited at all for Funches, given really the only proven competition for targets in that Carolina offense is Greg Olson? Are you excited for what he could be this year? Oh, by far, I think Funches will have a great year. My wife went to Michigan, so she's a big Michigan fan, and she just loves the show, loves hearing your your voice every week, Ball. Oh, wow. So we're going to be excited, you know, to uh, cheer on Funches this year. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> the thing is with Funches is I, I thought he would move up boards more than he has after the Benjamin injury, and he really hasn't. I don't know if it's because he had that hamstring issue, because if, honestly, guys, if he's hurt, and it's Olsen and Philly Brown and Jericho Cotri. It's going to be a long-ass season in Carolina, and you're not going to want any piece of that offense. Olsen's going to have 180 targets, boss. Yeah, but how many catches? 40? I mean, how hard it is? It's difficult. You can, Listen, you can get all those targets you want, but you get three guys cracking down on you every play. They'll find to something. Them. They'll find yeah. production somewhere. Now, you could make the argument that garbage time is going to be big in Carolina this year. It's the argument that you and I have been making about San Francisco all season, Dave about how Bolden is going to put up numbers. I'm of the uh, the line of thinking that Vernon Davis is actually going to do numbers, but it's going to be in second half uh, of, of games. It's not going to be like part of the game script. He's just going to be by default trying to play catch-up. That's how he's going to score. I feel, you know, Vernon Davis, man, it's so tough to draft him. I just feel like, you know, he's one of those guys, nowadays, if I draft him, I just get this icky feeling. Yeah. I just don't feel well. Yeah. Um, well, I got an icky feeling when I saw Mike Evans is going to be out for the remainder of the preseason. Yeah, that's fine. That's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Thank you Thanks very up, much. Man. Appreciate it. We have uh, one of the, the reps from the uh, Horseshoe Casino coming by to check. Everybody's so nice See, in Kentucky, I, man. I was just thinking that yeah. earlier. We were at the buffet, yeah. and there were two guys at the crab line just handing out crab, putting it on your plate. There was, you know, people come up with the plate. Just hand it out and put it on your plate for you. Oh, the southern hospitality is so great. Yeah. I, that's one reason to move south, Yeah, not to mention the weather. And you don't even have to move that far south. I mean, we're on the border of Indiana and Kentucky here. Yeah, I know. Let's get back to Mike Evans. All right. So I, you're not bumping. We have to. He, he had no catches from Jameis Winston in the preseason. So what is it, one, Gonna, one and a half games? Okay, listen, this is coming from the guy who is just pimping up Bishop Sankey's stats in the preseason. You can't just... You know, ignore. But Sankey had a bad year last year, although he was the leading rusher on the team with 700 yards. Um, but Evans was, had a fantastic year last year. I was the leading personality on this podcast. Evan, not Evans saying a whole lot. Evans already said that's subject to debate. Uh, <laughs> Evans already said that he's proven himself last year. That's why he says he doesn't need to play this preseason. He's fine. Okay, so so no, I'm not taking him. But nevertheless, he's fine. So okay, so he was not really on your radar he's, at all. He's you know if he falls, I, I would take a look at him. But he's not someone I'm super I'm targeting necessarily. Two Packer, what about uh, Mike Evans? Are you going to take him in the late second, early third tonight or this weekend? Uh, probably not in the second, but I would say if he falls towards the end of the third, I would definitely I I look at him. Though, him in the, but in I, I don't think he's going to I don't yeah. think he's going to fall that far. With didn't they have start three. Didn't they have any rum? Yeah, they got uh, Johnny Hook or something like that. It's called Spice yeah. Rum. At yeah. the KFFSC, ladies and gentlemen. That's a yeah, different kind. At the KFFSC, <laughs> you have to start two running backs. Johnny Hook. Three, three receivers. Three that could be a team that. name next year for us. <laughs> and so the receivers will fly up the boards uh, in this. So that that's why we always talk about, um, you know, the receivers getting pushed up. Much the same way the tight ends get pushed up in, in the FFPC, the receivers will get pushed up in this format tonight. So that is uh, our take on uh, Mike Evans. Okay. Here's an interesting story that, Dave, I, I know you didn't hear this till I brought it up. I'm going to read the whole quote. And you know what? No, I'm not, because Rob did not put it on the rundown. So I'll give you the gist of it. Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press uh, was talking about what Jim Caldwell said about Joey Bell coming back. He had a knee injury, Achilles injury. He's expected to return this season uh, as a, quote, bell cow running back, according to uh, Jim Caldwell. He's been hurt most of the offseason, but Jim Caldwell envisions him producing like he did last year. Guys... What does this do for Amir Abdullah? What does this do for Joyke Bellstock? I'm telling you, I think I might might be more interested in drafting Joyke Bell because his stock is still plummeting right now. And you want to talk about a free running back, he's not going that much for, further ahead than Bishop Sankey. So I could get on board with Joyke Bell. Uh, Tupacker, your thoughts? Joyke? <laughs> Joyke? Yeah. Yoke, as he's affectionately referred to as some by some people? Yeah, for where he's currently going at, he's a decent value, but I don't know. To me, I'm not a big fan of his. I, I actually like the upside of Abdullah a lot more and being able to catch more balls, so I'm going to I'm gonna roll that route. Okay. So, I mean, that's a five-round difference, though, right, Bucky? Abdullah versus Versus Joyke, yeah, which uh, is insane considering. Four, four. 
Is it four? Oh, I, I, four. it's like between four and five. I don't know. It might be closer to five. You know, not not longer than a month ago, they were getting drafted right around the same. Yeah. That was pros versus Joe. Joey Bell was still getting drafted ahead of Amir Abdullah. Yeah, that and, was what part of our big discussion. Yeah, time. and and now Abdullah obviously blows up with that great play in that in that preseason game. Looks really good. Um, so, uh, Dave, what are I mean, you I you don't strike me as the type of guy that's gonna take Joey Bell. Uh, most likely not. There's a chance. What about Abdullah? Yeah, I like Abdullah. I know he's a hype guy. Um, he's going to be expensive to take, whether it's in an auction or I mean, in a draft. You might be able to get him in the fifth round. That's true. In this, this for, in this yeah. format, because the receivers go flying, I might be able to get Abdullah. At that, yeah. In that case, I love him in that spot. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, more to come on that when we, uh, as you know, Amir Abdullah, one of the finalists for our Ascendant announcement, which is coming up in just about 15 minutes here. Oh, uh, we're going to talk keep, about keep that. Keep waiting with bated breath, Bobby. Well, they're going to have to put up with some Sam Bradford talk before we get to it. He uh, actually he, played... Can we talk about him? Oh, yeah, he's on Philly now. It's Philly. What's wrong with that offense? No, that's good. I was just, just verifying. Had a very, very good second preseason game. It was his first preseason game, but Julie Bacanskis from uh, PhiladelphiaEagles.com said that he played solidly. Jordan Matthews said Bradford was great in the, pocket, uh, in the pocket, and Bradford said it was good to get back on the field, taking his first hit. 15th quarterback coming off the board. Dave, I told you... After the trade happened between Foles and Bradford, I was going to have Bradford on a ton of QBBC teams uh, this season. And I haven't changed that stance because he's still getting pushed down in drafts. I have no problem taking him as my uh, quarterback, too. Yeah, I can deal with taking Bradford as long as I grab somebody else for sure that's, yeah, that I he, feel good about. He, I mean, I would take – quarterbacks are just – they're cheap. They're so cheap. They're, like, free. Um, give me Matt Ryan. Give me Tony Romo. Give me Eli Manning. Give me any of those guys as my number one, and I'll take Sam Bradford as my two-packer. Uh, two You're – uh, take on Bradford as a backup quarterback for your rosters? I think he's definitely worthwhile taking a look at, depending on who people are there. Um, the offense is going to have a ton of plays all year. I'm really looking for uh, Jordan Matthews to have a heck of a season and, and yeah. definitely step up this year. I'm really starting to warm to, to Jordan Matthews quite a bit, too. I and, and he's the guy in this format with the 3RR. I think you can get him if you draft at the back end. You, you, could, you could start off. A, a Kentucky draft, a Kentucky league this Take weekend. Sorry, bourbon's getting to me. You could draft. You could draft a, I'm not even kidding. Um, you yeah, could, it's because you've had 13,000 steps and 400 calories. I've had more calories than that today. Um, did, I you lost, have a, did you have a Twinkie? No, I didn't. We had some Twinkies on the ride down. You could start off in this format. C.J. Anderson, Marshawn Lynch, Jordan Matthews in your first three picks fairly easily. I think that is a fantastic start. Yeah, Wait, I like it. I think you should take that tomorrow morning in our league. We're together. I, you know what? I think so, you'll finish top well, ten. Well, tomorrow morning we saw we saw what the who the like who's in each league. Meyer and I were looking at this earlier, and Ron and I are in the same league. John Rozak, of course, fantasy Hall of Famer. By the way, Farrell did ask me. He called me and he asked me which of us to put together, and I said, "Hey, just randomize it." Yeah. Don't even tell me. Yeah. So, so he's trying to re- revive the Meyer as a liar. Her fuffle from last year by putting Meyer and me together after Meyer screwed me over uh, for Steven Jackson. So, but anyway, John Rozak, fantasy Hall of Famer in that, in that league with us. J.A. Carey, defending back-to-back main event champ. Meyer is in our league. Who, else is, ridiculous, in, who else is in that league? John Duckworth. John Duckworth. Our good friend John Duckworth is, is in that league. So that is going to be a fun league tomorrow. Um, with that much talent, I might go zero RB in, in that draft tomorrow. I, I might just go four receivers and then take, like, Kelsey or three receivers, Kelsey, and then another receiver. I'm not sure, but right, I, might, I, might, I might wait on running back in do that it. league. I think I might. Good for you. All right. Do it. Let's move on. Arian Foster, guys. Now, this guy dropped like a stone, as our good friend the real Leroy would say. <laughs> dropped like a stone in drafts after it was reported. He might be placed on short-term IR, could miss the entire season. And now the reports that we're getting about Arian Foster from the beat writers uh, in in Houston, or uh, the ones from NFL.com, he's uh, recovering from his gro- groin surgery. Still no timetable from his return, uh, uh, according to Bill O'Brien, but he might only miss a month. Might miss two games. He could be back by week three, which is insane. Going in he's the, playing tomorrow. Going in the fourth round. I said this. Um, we actually recorded some Rotoviz podcasts um, for the FFPC that are going to be released Labor Day weekend, and it was me, of course, a uh, friend of the show, Matt Friedman, from Rotoviz, and then uh, Rob Vieira and Jason Kahn. Jason Kahn, who will be out here this weekend. We recorded some podcasts, and, I, and we were talking about Arian Foster, and we said, you know, the thing with Foster is you really don't have to wait for him to heal because every day you check the news on him, he's another week closer to coming back. <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, that, that's, that's been the reports like all season long, or since the injury, all preseason, that he's actually been having um, uh, a good, I'm sorry, 
my wife was just calling me on Skype. Is she calling into the show? No. Call her to call yeah. into the show. Come on. She, does, she doesn't listen to the show. Um, I'll give her the number. Hey, call Balky at this number. Oh, for God's sake. Three, three, four, six. Did somebody text my wife? Somebody text my wife and tell her I can't take a Skype call right now. <laughs> anyway, um, so Arian Foster, we're talking about. This is getting ridiculous. Your wife's kind of a naggy person, isn't she? Yeah, she she <laughs> is right now. I'll tell you that. So um, Arian Foster, guys, going in the fourth round. I think you can get him in the fourth round out here. Um, I told Dave we were texting about this the other night. I said. Screw you, because I'm going to end up drafting him this weekend because of you, because I know you're starting to like him in the fourth round. Um, I'll get two Packers thoughts on Arian Foster in the fourth round. Would, is that a place that you'd be uh, comfortable taking him? Sorry, comfy taking him this weekend? <laughs> That's a bit early for me yet, but I would say he's definitely worth a strong look in the fifth round. Yeah, I mean, fifth round, even then I'm taking him for sure. I, I, I'm not going to let a potential main event winning pick like that get away from me. Dave, you might take him in the fourth round. I might. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If I do zero RB tomorrow and Foster's there in the fifth round, I'm breaking zero RB and I'm taking Foster. What's well, not a break if you take four receivers and you take another take running I back? I believe Sean Siegel, the way that he wrote his zero RB theorem is that running backs can't be taken until the sixth round. Look, it's not that hard and fast. I mean, I just think it's... I thought it, I thought it was. Maybe I, perhaps I misread it. I mean, I think if you take if you take two running but two receivers and then you know again there's this is there's no laws to this. Theory. Right. I think you take like four receivers early and you're fine. That's probably good enough. Yeah. And then and then enough they, to qualify hey, hey, let's, as per the, uh, let's the get, author. Let's get some actual fantasy advice from you, Dave. We were talking about this on the way down. Unlike the rest of the show, usually. No, no, like some real strategy. You always said for those guys who are like taking four receivers early, don't wait until the twelfth round to take your fifth receiver. You need to get that number five receiver. Injuries happen. Stuff happens. I mean, where would you take that fifth one? Eighth round? Seventh round? Is yeah, that a good spot for it? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to start with four straight receivers, you should you should have, like, six by round 10 or round 11. By round 11, you should have six, in my opinion. Because you want to you want to compound your advantage a little bit. You want to have a good number five. You want to have a really good number six, too. And that way, I mean, your number six or your number five could be better than other people's number threes. Tupacker, how have you treated Kentucky drafts in the past? I mean, have you pounded the receivers early? Because I, I honestly, looking back at your drafts, I really don't know how you've attacked getting all those pass catchers. Yeah, usually what I try to do is I try to bid on my auction spot so I get pick 10, 11, 12 right mm-hmm. there. Yep. I usually like to start out for sure two, if not three, wide receivers to start with. I've always been a big believer down here in this format to uh, get a good, solid RB1 and then kind of ro- rotate the RB2 spot. So your RB1 would come in that first-round and second-round turn? Is that what you're saying? But I thought you just said you'd get two receivers in the first two picks. I'm sorry, I'm just trying Two to out of the first two three. Two out of the first All three. Right, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, fair enough. You know, I, that's what I... My first three years in Kentucky, I made it to my league championship game all three times, and I lost in the league championship, and I haven't been back since, which sucks. But... The the formula for Agreed. what what those three teams had in common took a running back in the first round and then four straight receivers. That's I did that in all all the drafts and and I you know what I don't know if I've done it since I always get do it again. Up on some, I, might, I might do Head that. that way. Including the year I took Rashard Mendenhall in the first round. Remember when he was like a big first he, round pick when he was a thing? Yeah, and I took him in the first round and four receivers and I still made it. So it's possible. One of the receivers that's going to be drafted early is Nelson Agolar. Agolar. Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar from the Philadelphia Eagles. Phil Sheridan from ESPN.com said he was solid again, catching four passes for 49 yards in just the first half alone in the Ravens preseason game last Saturday. Should be the leading outside receiver with Jordan Matthews in the slot. Uh, how he finishes, we don't know. Um, I would not draft him as a uh, as a top three guy, but I would draft him as my number four. Dave, your thoughts on Aguilar as the number two, well, potentially the number two passing option or receiving option in that offense? I like him, actually. He's looked uh, productive in that preseason game. Uh, he got open at will, really. He's going to make some mistakes, but, you know, again, because they have so many plays and there's so many targets to go around in that offense, I do like him. You know, and to address this whole point, you know, Bradford's going as, as QB 15, as you addressed yep. earlier. Yeah. Matthews goes in the third round, and... Uh, and Aguilar's was in the fourth round. I mean, something's not right. Either Bradford's undervalued or these two receivers are getting drafted too early, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you can make that case. But I am making that case. That's what I'm talking right yeah, now. But, I mean, the the thing, like, it's not like, you remember when you originated that with Kurt Warner, Bolden, and Fitz? I've always been right about it, too. Well, but Bolden and Fitz were going in, like, the second and third rounds. Like, that. Yeah. Jordan Matthews is going. Yeah, third and fourth. Nelson Aguilar's not a fourth-round pick, right? Hold on. Two oh, packer, really? Two-packer. We'll you, see where he goes. You've done 
how many Kentucky leagues so far? Two? Two. Yeah. Where's Ag- Aguilar been going? As you recall, obviously you haven't taken him. Seven, eight? That seems, oh, really? To me, Somewhere that's where I think he's going. So it's a little bit different. Plus you have the whole aspect of Bradford, the health issues, which is, is sort of why nobody is drafting him as their number one quarterback. All right, that's fine. I, I, uh, Unless you're certain high-stakes players I, in the FFPC. Hey, let's tape this. I stand corrected. Oh, my God. Dave yep. Gerzak was wrong, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they said it couldn't be done, but it, it was done tonight. Well, thanks, Dave. I appreciate you admitting that. When will Bulky admit that he's wrong? <laughs> He hasn't well, been yet. I have to be wrong in order to admit that I was wrong. <laughs> Guys, uh, final point I want to bring up um, before the uh, ascendant discussion, which we have the we have we have the pick. We know who it is. Two Packer knows who it is. Two Packer's the guy from uh, what is it, Ernst and Young, that always shows up at the NBA draft. Two Packer knows who it is. Yeah, is he going to unseal the envelope? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, have, well, yeah, he can do it. We'll have him announce it. But let's talk about Packers receivers first. All right. It's not Karnak. <laughs> Yes, sir. You are correct. Ty Montgomery. Is he the wide receiver three? According to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Tom Hodgercourt, he believes that he is. Montgomery was the slot receiver in practice after Jordy Nelson tore his ACL. Jeff Janice, Miles White, Larry Pinkard, Ed Williams, Jared Aberderis are competing for the spots after him. Montgomery is, of course, the rookie from Stanford who was taken in the third round. Not very a, a polished receiver, but... He's an exciting guy. He's a slasher. He uh, he can definitely do some damage in the secondary after he makes a catch, much like Randall Cobb, can turn short routes into long gains, and he's hard to tackle because of the agility that he possesses. So, guys, um, count of three, we're going to say whether who we think is the number three receiver this year for Green Bay, okay? We're going to say it at the same time. You ready? Uh, yeah. I'm excited. Okay. One. Is it one, two, three, and then say it, or one, say it yeah, on one, three? No, no, no. Don't say it on three. It's one, two, three, and then say it. One, two, three. Montgomery. 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 Oh, you son of a gun. You I, totally waited. I was reading it or something. Oh, whatever. Reading the stuff that I just read <laughs> on the air Bulky, into your headphones? You know, I saw something on Twitter this week, though. Um, they talked about uh, Devontae Adams last year played 80% of the snaps. I and saw I this for, as well. And I forget what WR ranked he Sucky. was on the year. Sucky. So I he, guess like don't, WR is 75 or something. Yeah, it was he, terrible. so it was not that impressive. So I guess I would say, yeah, Ty Montgomery is going to be the number three, oh, but, but don't get say, excited that, and overdraft. Well, hold on. Maybe you should have said Devontae Adams is going to be the Packers' number three receiver with numbers like that. You guys are both down on Adams. What? You guys are both mm-hmm. down on Devontae Adams. We, are you asking or telling us? I'm making the statement and asking you to comment. Oh, that's a weird way to do it. I don't, Are I'm you not, guys I'm not down, down on Devontae Adams? <laughs> I'm not down on Devontae Adams. What I'm down on hey is don't get excited about WR3 on okay. the Packers because it's probably not going to produce that much. Let's flesh this out I a little bit I don't mind Devontae more. Adams, but in the fourth round, it's... Fourth round's too high for Dave, and it's really irrelevant after that because that's where he's going to go, even in FFPC dress. He, 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 he was added to the ascended finalist list. We're going to get into it, him a little bit, so I don't want to talk too much Devontae Adams. You're not excited about Adams or Montgomery... What about Richard Rodgers? How how much of this of these Jordy Nelson targets are going to go to him? Six. <laughs> Six targets mm-hmm. are going to okay. That's awfully finite. I'm a little you know my problem with Rodgers is I don't think he's all that much. Of what an sort elite of math did you use for that? He's not an elite talent. Um, no, that's, that's my third true. vodka Rim, times two. Four seven forty. I mean I know I don't know I know I know it's not the most important thing in the world. But we're we're getting photos done. Should we smile and stop talking here? What? No, we're. Keep going. Pretend you're Did you get my something. good side? Hey, Farrell, Bulky's got a face for radio. What's yeah, I do. On? I definitely do. <laughs> We're going to publish these on the radio. Yeah, I have, I have a voice for writing, too. Um, so, anyway, getting back to Richard Rodgers. I might take him late, though. He's still going very, very late. Yeah, late I'm taking him. And you can take him as a, as a sort of tight end to upside. You might, might be able to get him as a tight end three in FFPC formats, um, depending upon how crazy you want to get. Um, what, what about the possibility that we should be bumping up Eddie Lacy? on our draft boards, given that not only could he get more touches in the running game, he might actually get some of these Jordy it's targets. It's kind of hard to bump a guy up who's going, like, fifth. Yeah. You know, how, well, how, how bumpy do you how, go? Well, who are you, who, what running backs would you take ahead of him? You wouldn't take Peterson ahead of him. I know that. Probably not. You no, would I take would, Charles ahead of him. Charles and Le'Veon Bell. And that's it. So Lacey's your Charles. number three? My number three uh, running back. I would probably look at Gronk. In FFPC, I would look at Gronk ahead of him for sure. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to I, know. I'm, you know, Lacey versus, like, Demarius. Um, or Dez, to me, is a little bit tough. I haven't really thought that one through yet. I would take Demarius over Lacey. And yeah. Dez, I, I don't know. That, that's Yeah, I feel, uh, he, I feel comfy about Demarius. I'll yeah, say that. I feel very comfy about it. You don't, think, you, don't, you, know, you don't have to worry about 
any issues with Demarius, like personal issues either. You know what I mean? Like, does you, you kind of don't have to, but there's always that back of mind thing where it's like, oh, Des Bryant was arrested last night, and you're like, ah, I knew it. You know, I I print out uh, I print out uh, cheat sheets for everybody, all the Wisconsin mafia down at the uh, KFFSC, and you actually wanted to use uh, draft sharks uh, this year. Not that you haven't in years past, but you made a special point of saying you want to use. So I logged in your Draft Sharks account, looked at your MVP board. You know I, don't, I don't know if I've set one up yet. Well, you had like eight of them set up in there. Yeah, well, I, you know. I have, I Guess mean, I, who was number one for your Kentucky MVP board? Uh, Demarius Thomas. Demarius I've, I've looked at that one. I did set up one, and I had um, – don't worry about it, Paul. I got my own stuff handled Perfect. here. I'm, I'm leading you down all sorts of different paths. I'm not exactly telling you because I know we're competing in some stuff, so don't worry about it. All right, Meyer. We're by the way, I don't just blindly follow these. I use these kind of because I, I don't really I don't feel know. like I don't okay. feel like going through like I think if there's and, and making my own. I used to do my own uh, rankings yeah. on Excel sheet. Now it's just like all right, I kind of know who I like, so yeah. they're all pretty close. To and each that's other. how I that's how I do it. Of course, it's more of a laziness because Pro- FFPC is busy. Pro- yeah, exactly. Producer Rob always brags he has his rankings memorized every year, mm-hmm. which I don't believe and never will. Um, the uh, and they always have bears higher. I think I am. If anybody is going to be accused of being a slave to rankings, it's me. And even I don't, you know, I'll jump around with who I like and who I don't like. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, even guys who you know, like I've I've seen expert drafts where guys like like Lenny Papano or John Hanson or whoever. Right. They say that they have a guy ranked higher, and then they're reviewing their own draft, and they're like, "Well, I took this guy because I was just feeling him at the time or whatever." So even yeah, they're I mean, not even, slaves even, to their own. Yeah, rankings. exactly. Yeah. And. Uh, you have to adjust on the fly based on how your team is being constructed, based on how other teams are being constructed. You disagree, Meyer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk, talk a little bit about that. I don't have a set number of guys in my ranking, but it's usually anywhere between 20 and 30, and it varies by the year of who I really like. And I usually spend a lot of time after the third preseason game before drafting out in Vegas and just ranking just all of those players right, right there. Right. And then when I go to the draft – that first two to three to four rounds is there's no thought. I just take who's ever top. So you're kind wow. of like you're kind of like one of those offensive coordinators, Tom Clement or whoever, who, who schedules his first 15 plays. You know there is something to be said. I play a lot of fantasy basketball too, and and there's a lot of people that will do that for their first couple of rounds because of the rotisserie aspect of of basketball. The way you build your team is 100 percent dependent upon those first two picks. Like hey, you, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you know you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that that whatever picks you choose, whether it's be, you know, a big time rebounder, low post score, a big time three point shooter, whatever it is, you have to construct your team after that in regards to what those guys bring to the table. And it's not necessarily true to the same extent in football, but I think there is a little bit that goes into that. Well, that makes sense. So my wife is listening now with my son and I guess we're coming through good. Oh, great. So but I, I have a live th- stat update for you. It's really important. Um, I'll just Jericho Cotri has one catch for five yards. Say hi, hi to my wife and son. Oh, you Hello. know what? I'm sorry. I ruined your whole thing. No, it's fine. Jericho Cotri is more important. <laughs> um, did, did, did it, uh, what about your have, daughter? Is she have, listening? She's probably asleep or pooping. That's the only two things she does. <laughs> uh, any other catches for Carolina right now? Uh, so far, Cam is 100%, one for one for five yards to Cotri. Enough of the bear baiting, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2015 Ascendant Announcement time. So I thought the way that we would do this is we'll rattle off the guys that we didn't. This is sort of the way that Draft Sharks did it on their podcast. you got to speed this up because I'm out of Oh, okay. Drinks. Do you want some a little bit of mine to tide you over? No, I'm okay. okay. I don't right. want whatever was in that last one. So It wasn't terrible. Let's talk, let's talk. It was free, so thanks. Talk a little bit about who we didn't pick and why, and then we'll get to the announcement uh, in about 10 minutes. Okay, we didn't take Martavis. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's just, let's just eliminate the guys that were semifinals. So Forsett, obviously, we already told you we eliminated him because he's, he had already ascended. He's too good. Um, he ascended into heaven. Talk a little bit about why we eliminated Joseph Randall. Because uh, he's not really moving. He's just kind of hanging out. He's not, we don't, there's not a lot of hype on him. Uh, but remember, we're, three, or we're two weeks away from main event drafts. Stuff could still happen. Stuff could still happen, and that's you know, why you're in the, in the prediction business. It's tough to do. I just don't, think, I just don't see there, like, there's not a big buzz about him. People aren't just getting geeked up about Joseph Randall. Okay. Um, what if he has a big... Goes, yes, then goes, he goes up. I mean, what the hell you want me to say? Oh, Jesus. Just, just calm saying, I mean, the F down. I mean, just saying, if he has a big game, yes. I mean, if he has 100 yards and four carries, I'm, yes, he's going to go up. What this you, you this is what happens when you're all stressed out about football guys' drafts that you were doing I'm, the last couple of weeks. Fuck yeah, and I'm then fine. you get on and you're just like, we need, Bulky, we need to get this show over with so I can start scheduling more football guys' drafts. It's complete BS. Hey, you, you kicked me off the show the last two weeks. I didn't to kick go you off. These you drafts. did it totally willingly. <laughs> so it was great, by the way. That's why we didn't do Randall. 
Martavis Bryant was also eliminated, Dave. Yes, he smokes too much pot. An easy, easy whoa, decision. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know that he smokes too much. He just smokes it. You know, actually, no. The problem is that is that there's a, that the pot is not allowed in the NFL. Other than that, it's probably fine. He's probably would have sold him. I also think even if this hadn't happened, that Bryant himself just doesn't isn't necessarily a great candidate. With all the Wheaton buzz going on, it, he would not have been a good candidate anyway. He's right. actually more of a dropper. Well, I think we're seeing why the Wheaton buzz was going on because the Steelers knew Bryant was getting. Yeah, suspended. they did know that. Yeah, you know. Um, Another guy that we talked uh, about just just a little bit ago, Devontae Adams, obviously shot up boards um, after the Nelson injury. But, Dave, you made this comment. He's probably going to level off as a fourth-round pick because the Packers aren't playing their starters tomorrow. What sort of momentum is he going to be able to garner until the start of the season to qualify him to be bumped up another two rounds? Yeah, that's my hypothesis. The Packers are supposedly resting all their starters, including Aaron Rodgers, probably uh, Adams and you know the, all the other great players that they have. Randall Cobb, uh, Dick Rogers, who's not going to... Dick you know, Rogers, yeah. yeah. That's actually, you know, that's good, though. If you're interested in Richard Rogers or you're interested in Adams, you know, the, the, the fact that he had, like, no stats in week three, you know, it just kind of might pop him down, like, five or six more spots. Maybe you get him. Maybe right. it's, maybe, it's, maybe I would even take him if it's late fourth, early fifth. Um, so, yeah, I think he gets eliminated, but I think he's someone definitely to keep an eye on. If you're, you know, a sharp player, should keep an eye on the Packers. Two Packer, I didn't ask you when we were talking about Devontae Adams. I know you said fourth round was too high for him for you. Where would you take him? Or did you say a fourth round was you would take him there? I know Dave I said he would. I did not comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> the auction is in 14 minutes. <laughs> but I would say um, Devonte Adams, end of four, early five, I would say is kind of starting to push it. Um, I'm not really that sold on him that high. I think a lot of people are bumping him up a little bit too much and thinking he's automatically going to replace a lot of the uh, targets and points that Jordy Nelson got. And right. I don't think he's that good. Well, here, okay, here's my, one of my problems with Devontae Adams is I traded him to Mike Santos in the Dynasty <laughs> League okay. along with Calvin. It was this Before be this happened, yeah. it, was, it was for Demarius. I traded away Calvin and Devontae Adams for Demarius. Now, yeah. granted, now, in retrospect, it doesn't look so good. Yeah. So I think I'm a little bitter. So now I don't want to like him. So it's, you know, honestly, you know the confirmation bias? It's like the opposite. Yeah. I kind of want him to suck so that I don't look like an idiot. So I really shouldn't do that. Adams is a really talented player coming out of Fresno State. He's yeah. got a ton of catches. Um, you know... He's a poly, you know. He's, he's a, a good, he's, he's a good a, player. Yeah. He's a polished guy. Does not really get downfield all that well, like Jordy did. But remember, Jordy the last month, last year, really struggled against press coverage, getting downfield too. Right. You know, and the Packers still crushed it. So, I mean, um, you know, the thing is, Devonte Adams doesn't have to return Jordy Nelson value. All he has to do is return Devonte Adams value, and you're actually getting, you know, a three to three round discount on where Jordy was going. Maybe two and a half rounds. You know, just uh, just saying. I guess I guess I'm waffling a little bit there, but he's still not the ascendant. Right. He's not the ascendant. Neither was Randall, Martavis Bryant, Justin Forsett. All those guys are eliminated. Para Jaguars were also eliminated from the conversation of being the ascendant. TJ Yeldon, Allen Robinson. Yeldon mostly eliminated because of the news coming out saying that they're going to bring him along slow. He had the finger issue. Still Denard Robinson and Toby Gerhardt getting worked into there. Very difficult for him to get momentum to be a second-round pick. So that's why he was eliminated. Go, I'm sorry, what are you seeing, Dave? Leroy Leroy's walking and he's over there looking at us, trying to find his little oh, trophy. What a son of a it's gun. Like, uh, nine inch trophies uh, Tara, over there. Farrell's flashing it to us right now. <laughs> what a jackass. So, yeah, like, Leroy, Leroy has Farrell uh, Elliott, of course, the commissioner, touting him. Yeah, look at Leroy. Look at his strut. Yeah. He's like a peacock. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, peacock? The other. The other uh, <laughs> the other Jaguars player that did not make it, Alan Robinson, Dave. What? He's, yeah, he's not going to be the ascendant. And part of the I reason like is, him, think about all the buzz that we had on him, and he still couldn't move up past that. Yeah. What do we got here? We got Farrell Elliott bringing us trophies. We have Leroy Corson, main event. I missed this one. They're I'm gilded. sorry. What was this? Leroy Corson, main event champ. And what's what are you throwing on Leroy's trophies? Hold on. Hold on. What's that one right there? What's that one? Corson? Leroy, do you want to come on the air? We'll kick Ron Meyer off. With Leroy's like, I don't want to give, I don't want to give away all my secrets. It's like the Seinfelds where we kick off, where we kick off the lane. It's like so move we, over. We have the over. real Leroy sitting here with three of his Kentucky trophies from last year. The mad genius of the Kentucky League, ladies and gentlemen, nice Mug, job, mugging for the camera. Should we give him a hand? Yeah. You can't see this right now, but literally five people just stood up and clapped yeah. for Leroy. Yeah. You know what Leroy's really good at? He's really good at waivers. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. He's great at driving. And of course, Leroy drove the uh, the minivan down today. We want to thank him for that. That was fantastic. Getting, right, so- getting back to Allen Robinson, t- tough for him to get bumped up to the second round. After all that preseason hype, he's still only going in the sixth round, Dave. He's still a Jaguar. 
you can't control that, unfortunately. Until yeah, they true. prove that they're going to score some points, people aren't going to look to anything but an elite offense for a player like that. Or elite or semi-elite offense, yeah. which brings us to... Hold on. I, I, that's a great segue, but I wanted to get two Packers take. You were very upset that Robinson is not going to be the ascendant. I think he's going to have one heck of a year this year. That's why we got the. I got five dollar bet on it, uh, Bulky. I think you're going to. Oh yeah, really, really me. smoke Dave Spending on my this money. One. Yeah. Hey, I, what I, was I, this bet now we had? Top twelve WR. My wife just texted me. Oh, after, that's right. That was that bet. <laughs> my wife just texted me after Leroy came on. She's like, "Wow, celebrities on the show tonight." <laughs> Uh, anyway, so now we're down to uh, to three players. All right. Here. Are these are these are semifinalists. These are the finalists. So uh, fin- yes, fin- Jordan Matthews was a late add, given how he was crushing it in preseason. But again, tough for a third round pick to ascend to like the the early second. And we didn't really see Matthews joining that elite six yeah. at, at the even even though he again I'm a big fan of him. I'm probably going to get him on on a couple of teams this weekend. Um, but very difficult for him to push through um, to the top where guys who are the focal points of their offenses are being drafted. Matthews, a lot of mouths to feed in Philly. Totally agree. I, I, there's not much more I can say about that. He's, I think he might have a fine season. I don't think he's moving up any higher than he's already at. The runner-up, the first runner-up, this is, this is the guy we debated with the guy who we anointed. Um, and we feel it's a pretty good honorable mention, He I think. still could. He's going to probably still go higher at, He's going to be the guy that people are going to go, darn it, I think, in my if, opinion. If the ascendant is Jesus Christ, this guy's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right. And, and uh, Allah and Muhammad for our uh, Islam-practicing listeners. There's none of those. You don't think there's any Muslims who listen to that show? I bet there's... I'm, Four, 4%. I don't yeah. think it's that high, but I think that we do have a good Muslim following. <laughs> so the guy we're talking about is Brandon Cook. Poor Meyer. From, uh, from <laughs> North, I'm sorry, are you Muslim? No, I, I wasn't more mired to have to I'm just mad offensive. I have to be this close. Yeah, to exactly. To listen to this crap. So Brandon Cooks is actually. Is, I'll take the rest of that drink now, both. <laughs> is the first is the first runner up. There you go. All right. Seriously, Brandon Cooks. I need some more water in my system. Brandon Cooks was a guy that I I was commissioning a football guy's draft the other night, and uh, he went at the two o two. Yeah. What did I tell you? I told you that was a strong drink. Right. It's like they like. Oh, hey, is this for that podcast host? Give this one to him. <laughs> Um, so Brandon Cooks is uh, already pushed up in some drafts to the mid to early second. How high can you really ascend? Who would you rather have than him? I'd rather have Cobb. I'd rather have Dez. I'd rather have Julio. I'd rather have um, Demarius. I'd rather have uh, uh, Antonio Brown. It's very difficult for him to ascend higher. Now, he could move up, but is moving up a half round really ascendant worthy? Probably not. A little bit, but not not. Not quite as much as this next player. Who is, we don't think he's going to move into the second round. I think that's going to be not as high as this player goes, unless he goes off this weekend. Right. Totally goes off. But I feel he'll, I think he has a chance. He's going to be a guy, in my opinion, that moves up round, round and a half from where he's going. And I think that people are really going to be targeting him a lot. That's, they're going to be seeking him yeah. out. They will be taking him. If they're on one of the turns, they're going to take him a full 15 to 20 round, or 20 picks earlier because they really want to get this player. You know what's interesting about Cooks is, remember, I know you were high on him last year. Sports betting man was high on him. Still am. Literally high <laughs> on Brandon Cooks last year based on yeah. drafting him in the third round of an FBC. But um, the, the thing with Cooks is you look at him last year and the pace he was on, and then he gets the season-ending injury. I wonder if that's still looming in people's minds, and that's another reason that he won't get bumped up to that. That and the fact that New Orleans, the narrative is they're going to rush more this year. With the, they're replacing 500 targets, right. whatever BS they're talking about. So many targets. Let's move on, Bulky. We have seven minutes left. All right. We've, we've All right. Just like so here's where we're going to announce the ascendant. I'm going to have Tupacker do it. Oh, my God. Because he knows. Ladies and gentlemen, Meyer, are you ready? For God's sake, get off your ready phone. Ready for what? Okay, here, here it goes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your 2015 High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour ascendant is running back for the Detroit Lions. Joy um, Bell. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I totally ruined it. Go ahead. No, I don't even want to do it. Oh, yeah, ruined it, Balky. No, I, ruined it. I, I wanted it. to get a laugh. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about Muslims? Amir Abdullah. So is this Amir Abdullah thing? <laughs> is, he, is he Muslim? I don't think so. Well, he may. I don't He's know. got the name of Abdullah. The reason that we picked Abdullah was because we looked at the guys who had the potential to move up two rounds that were not being drafted in the second and third round currently. Right now, Abdullah's going in the fourth and fifth. If he has a big game tomorrow, then he could move up 
to being a third-round pick. We have the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship who's been saying a couple of weeks, you could totally see some guy wanting him do so bad to take him in the late second round. So we think, again, maybe our ascendant call is not as strong as it has been in past years. I think you and I would agree that we struggled trying to find the real um, ascendant this year. But I think when you look at where guys are going in drafts right now, the guy who has the best shot at being a true ascendant is Abdullah, and I don't think that there's much of an argument that you can make for anybody else. Well, also, on top of that, we also we like Abdullah. We think he's going to outperform his current draft position to be worth... I mean, if, I think next year, this is my opinion, I think when you think, you know, a lot of times people say don't look into the past, right, when you're talking about draft positions. Right, yep. But I think if you look in the future, like, who's going to be a first-round pick next year that's not currently a first-round pick? I think Amir Abdullah is going to be a first-round oh, pick Oh, yeah, that's year. good. So I think he's going to have a performance this year where it's going to be like, oh, dude, Abdullah was awesome in 2015. Yeah. And next year, all these ADPs, all the drafts are going to be having Abdullah in the first round. It's because of his solid performance this year. So I think that's why he's the pick. I'll add another guy to no, that not list. Not always why. Let me add another guy to that list. Yeah, Cooks. Nope. Running back, Todd Gurley. I think Gurley, yes. I think, think, so. think Even if Gurley doesn't crush it early on this year, yes. I Odell Beckham didn't crush it early on. Absolutely. He's a first-round pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gurley could be the – I think Gurley could have the season – even if it's like nine games of production, that he might be the number one. He might be the one hundred one, one hundred two next year because of how good he is. Gurley is a guy that I had. Yeah, he could have a Spiller-esque rise from. You remember Spiller from twenty twelve to twenty thirteen, where he yeah. was going in drafts. He could have a Spiller-esque rise. Um, I also think of a guy um, in in Todd Gurley who had the Rams not held him out for the entire preseason. He would have been in the discussion for ascending as well. Yeah. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, th- there you go. That's our twenty fifteen ascended guys. I wanted to get in some auction talk tonight. We already kind of did, but this is our last show before the FFPC. Oh, you shake my hand? I wasn't. I wasn't going to, but I'll, I'll go then ahead. Don't and do hold it. your hand out like that. Okay, this is going to be our last show. This one. <laughs> Put it on your head or something. Anyway, it's our last show before the 2015 FFPC main event. Vegas. We really want to see you out there. Last bit of advice, Dave, that you can give people who are watching week three, the dress rehearsal preseason games, anybody you're looking for tomorrow to make a big impact that we're not going to be able to talk about next week? Maybe a Cleveland running back that we were talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I do like Duke Johnson. Thanks for yeah. leading me into that. Uh, he's a player that I really like. They've been chatting him up. He still hasn't moved up. I mean, it's like the coaches say they like him. They, right. say the, they effectively are saying, we like Duke Johnson. We think everyone else is running back on our team sucks. And we hope he takes the job, but he hasn't done it yet. Right. And he's still going in, like, the ninth round. To me, it's just like, again, you get him in the eighth round. You take him a little bit earlier than he's going. And be hey, happy about it and take a shot. Let's stab. Okay, he's going in the ninth round right now. Let me throw this at you. Duke Johnson tomorrow has two touchdowns, one of the game-breaking variety on a catch. Fourth. Hold on. That's how high you could go? I think, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, two Packers, <laughs> you are vehemently disagreeing. Giving Dave, right, fifth. Okay, giving, giving Dave a very odd look. Talk a little bit about why you are not a fan of Duke Johnson. I just all I need is two words. Cleveland Browns. Correct. <laughs> Jason Kahn. <laughs> that's a, that's the reason to like him. God Ooh. hates Cleveland. Well, okay, but and well, okay, but that's I, what he I, said. I, you remember He's a dynamic playmaker. Yeah, and you remember Braylon Edwards on played offense. on a really bad Cleveland Browns team and it was fantasy worthy for a year. So I don't know if you can throw that. Well, that's because well, no, he went to the University of Michigan. Too. Jordan Cameron. What about him? He had a great season in Cleveland. I think if you look at the lack of playmakers on Cleveland and you look at the fact that Johnny Manziel is probably going to get a lot of playing time as the course of the season, you know, as it goes through the season, I think that, that if Duke Johnson, it plays out like I think, I think Duke Johnson is going to be the guy that they're relying on to play the right. season because yeah. he's, the, he's one of the few true talents on the team. All right, guys, great show. That's going to do it. Uh, Dave, good luck in the auction tonight. Oh, all right. We're representing literally 25% of the Kentucky auction on this show. Two Packer, good luck on the auction. Good luck to everybody uh, drafting in the FFPC main event, Football Guys Players Championship drafts this weekend. Remember, we got three open drafts tonight. We're going to have um, you know, probably another three or four dozen go off. I want to thank uh, Two Packer and Dave Gerzak for coming on tonight. I want to thank DirecTV. I want to thank Gatorade, FedEx, the FFPC, our producer, mutual friend Rob, audio engineer and commissioner tonight, Bryce. Most of all, all of our listeners for sticking out on hanging out with us a couple of hours earlier, three hours early, as I was pointed out. Next week, the uh, Football Guys Players Championship Draft-a-thon. We will see you in Vegas, uh, of course, for the FFPC main event after that. And then we'll return on September 18th. Two-pack, make it quick. When does my weekend start? Your... (laughs) 
Enjoy free season week three. We're off to the auction. Your week can officially start. This has now. been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. You know, God.